five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Maybe I should be like, like Mr. Rogers and put on my, my fleece. You know, he put on his cardigan every day. Uh, no, let's not do that. Okay, so I've got some, I've got some things to prepare you for tomorrow. It's a big day, and you might not, you might not realize that. So we got to dig into this because it's really, it's really shocking. Okay, so here we go. But wait until you hear what's happened to one of the most cherished symbols of American freedom. NBC's Bob Dotson. Taco Bell took out a full-page ad in two national papers to announce a closely guarded secret. It had bought the Liberty Bell in an effort to help the national debt. Not even the National Park Service knew of the sale. Uh, this morning we got quite a shock when we opened up the newspaper. And found rangers were now guarding the Taco Liberty Bell. How much did they get for it? The company would not say. Well, that's a slap in the face, isn't it? The Taco Liberty Bell? Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of callers jammed talk radio stations across the country. Are you guys nuts? What, what, what is our country all about anyway? People? Cash. Commercialism. If, if we had known the Liberty Bell had been for sale, we would have bought it. Well, what about the St. Louis Gateway Arch? Oh, that's McDonald's. Or the White House? No, Dutch boys got that. Is it too late for the Lincoln Continental Memorial? Anything to reduce the country's debt, right? And, of course, the debt then was nothing. This was from 1996. So uh, one of the great April Fool's jokes of all time, the Taco Bell. <laughs> and so let's take you over to the rest of the news, uh, in, in, and we'll go to the PDFs of everything. And before we know, let's go over here. Okay, OSHA. Ugh, I just closed the window. Okay, here we go. There we go. Five of the biggest April Fool's Day flops from Google to Taco Bell. Okay, so first that was I mean iconic. I think that I think that the NBC News item was I think they thought that it was real. But maybe not. But you know, they took it and ran with it. What that's the biggest question. Google then added a feature to their they actually did this. In 2016, they added a feature called a mic drop where you were where you could send a message and no one could reply to it, and you would it would block all replies. <laughs> and people got really mad about it because I don't know why. Anyway, this one was my one of my favorites. Volkswagen announced last year. I missed this. Volkswagen announced last year that that. They were changing the name from Volkswagen to Volkswagen with a VOT to emphasize their move into the electric car business and, and put it all in on the our future is in being the people's electric car. And their stock went up like 10 <laughs> percent. And then they got visited by the FTC uh, or the SEC, rather, uh, Security Exchange for 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 putting out false information on April Fool's. <laughs> and then Poopery came up with a poo desk that you could strap on yourself and so you'd never have to stop. And Outback last year talked about lipstick, <laughs> which I think was supposedly the cow lips uh, to make a steak out of it. So anyway, be warned, be warned that tomorrow you may see something 
a little crazy, don't panic. It's probably April Fool's. Okay, you heard it here first. Okay, this is not funny. I, oops, this is not funny. Where am I here? This was something that I wanted to be a little more funny. Um, there's a there's a webinar this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time today uh, with Brand United. What to do when an OSHA inspector shows up? And this was the closest I could get to a smile from this from this fellow. For some reason, my the, my my thing is distorting people, making them look making them look fat or something. Here, there he's more like it. But anyway, somehow I've got distortion on distortion. So a couple of tips. I did watch the the preview, and one tip is that you can legally tell OSHA to go away, that you don't have to let them in, and that's true. Uh, but they may come back with a search warrant, and uh, that will be less um, cordial, let's say, okay? And there's a couple of reasons why they come up, uh, they come visit. One can be an employee complaint. Um, and um, during the pandemic, they didn't come out much, but, but uh, according to Gary Jones, there's been a dramatic uptick in the number of OSHA visits, so again, you have to take that seriously. Um, they said, you know, go with them. Don't just let them wander around. Uh, you can ask them to come back at another time if, say, key employees are missing. That might be a reason to have them come back, um, right? So, uh, it, it, you know, it was good information. And they said it's definitely on the rise. Uh, we're visiting printers that there is a safety affairs uh, office at Printing United Alliance, and if you've had issues with OSHA, you can give them a, a ring, but I would recommend going to the webinar first, okay? So thank you for that. Okay, now here's a really nice article, Mailboxes Crowded, how the, how the direct-to-consumer brand Parachute is looking to stand out with whimsical brand imagery as more brands diversify with direct mail. So apparently the CEO tweeted this and it's a little hard to see that. Uh, it's a little hard to see that. Let's see if I can get it bigger. No, I guess once you put it in there, you can't get it any bigger. Does it move? No. Anyway, this is a young lady doing her gardening in her bedroom on her white carpet. <laughs> and that got some... Uh, that is an example of catalog covers that they uh, have done to get some attention. And they they basically, on purpose, a little bit like the Taco Bell, um, want to stand out in the mail. And in trying to stand out, they've decided to do some, they call it whimsical. Um, if I did that, well, we don't have white on white on white, but, you know, I would get in big trouble. I get in a lot of trouble for that kind of thing. Home repairs that I damage other things. <laughs> I break about as much as I fix. So Parachute has been has been doing direct mail since 2018. Uh, they've been trying to diversify. They now feel that the mailboxes are crowded. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, there has been an increase in catalog circulation for a number of brands. Um, 
but I, you know, it's not like it was in the in the in 2007, for example, where we would get the mailbox stuffed with them at you know pre-Christmas. Um, so, are we getting eyeballs? They said yes, they are. About 12%. This is a really this is a really good number here, I think. About 12% of Parachute's marketing budget is going to mail. Now, what I would like to do with Parachute is I would like to analyze their repeat purchase patterns and see if and see if they're first I'd like to see if they're doing acquisition with the catalog and then I'd like to look at the value of the acquired customers compared to the value of the Facebook and Instagram covers. Uh, cattle, uh, customers, because what what I've seen fairly consistently is that the customer acquisition might be less expensive on the digital. Although, as I pointed out yesterday, the price of Facebook and Instagram has tripled in just the last year or two, and so it's the cost of, of acquisition is getting higher. If you want to talk about uh, about a crowded ad space, that might be one of the best. Um, but we, you know, you never see all the ads, so you don't, you know, you, you can't, you can only cram so much on a screen. So maybe it'll never be crowded per se, but the email is definitely crowded. And so, uh, what I've consistently found is, is that digitally acquired customers are much less worthwhile and so much so that you can't really afford to mail them, even though they've recently purchased. Now, with betting, it's probably different, a little bit different than some of the other titles I've looked at, because uh, it's in one case it was it was a, a a whole campaign of highly discounted offers, and that also undermines the long-term value of the customer. In another case, it was um, it was gift giving and that it's it's always tough to see if gift givers will come back for example um what was the strawberry i don't remember the name of it there was a strawberry it was chocolate dipped strawberries and they advertised a lot on talk radio so i would hear about them and their big their big event was valentine's day and um and i i was working on a list reco for another mailer and I asked about this because they had they had um, millions of names that, you know, millions of hotline in like third quarter. Uh, and I said, Sherry's Berries, I think it was called something like that. And I asked my list broker about it. And he says, nobody rents, nobody repeat rents it. It's like they are giving a gift and then they disappear uh, and they go on to give another gift. So they don't. So Sherry's Berries, I think that's the name. Uh I've never worked with them, so you know why would I remember it? But there's a lot of stuff stuck in my brain. But their customers buy it as a as an interesting, unique gift, and then the next year it isn't unique again, right? So they go on to find something else, and so that makes their lifetime value less. You know, they just don't have one. Okay, and so the the real question, there's two real questions here with parachute. With parachute, one is, are you prospecting? What's the value of those customers? The other question is, are you doing are you doing cover tests? Okay, is it you know you stand out with having something wild? You know, in the very first catalog I ever printed, there's a it's and it's right up here. That's funny. 
um, I should have brought it down, but on the, on the, there's, there's a bandaid on the finger of, of the model. And you, if you know about it, you can see it, but if you don't, you wouldn't. And so we would always put something like a paper clip. We would stick a paper clip on the cover shot and then, you know, and, you know, it was a game. And then we'd try to find where the paper clip was and it would kind of be hiding. And, um, and there are, there are, uh, companies that do that they'll have you know it's a little bit of an inside joke but it's fun you know and so i'm okay with having fun i really like it um but i would like to test it I w and cover tests of all the catalog tests cover tests are probably the simplest and the least expensive so it's not a hard, hard deal also um one of the cover tests i did with a 600,000 piece test there was a 40 percent difference in the two covers with no other no other change across the board, 40% lift just by changing the image. And I've put the image up at DMA speeches, put it up side by side on the slide. Say, so raise your hand when you can see the difference between these two front covers. And only about half the audience even sees the difference. And we give them like 30 seconds or, or a minute. I mean, we give them a long time. And so... It was a very subtle test, and yet there was a 40% lift. So don't minimize testing on your cover, especially in this kind of stuff. Okay, but I'm all for having a little fun and doing something different and standing out. Uh, and, you know, maybe April Fool's, it's, there's still time. You could still get it up on Instagram. You can't do a catalog cover, a weird catalog cover, because you can't make it hit on April Fool's. But anyway, have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. And what about that? What's that worth? Support the WDMA. Get over there and test it. And if you need the link to that OSHA webinar, uh, probably it's on Brand United, but also you can go to WDMA.org and subscribe. And the link will be in the member-only area with today's show notes. So there you go. Bye-bye.